to episode three of Live Pulse. I'm your host, Anna Steve Uberg, Vice President of Marketing and Commercialization here at Exceptionist. Back with me today is Serafima Schaefer, Well Digitalization Manager at Exceptionist. Hello, Serafima. Hello. Serafima, in our first two episodes of Live Pulse, we talked about why digitalization is important in all field operations and how companies can move in that direction. We covered practical steps to follow, namely structuring your company's data and information so it becomes connected and useful, and then standardizing the way your data is expressed and used. Yes, and then we talked about operational procedures and why digitalizing them is fundamental to transforming and eventually automating oil field operations. Hmm, and that led us to this episode on the questions of how we digitalize operational procedures. So, Serafima, would you like to describe how we start the process? Sure. Remember, we started by structuring data. So that means organizing not just numbers, but also descriptive information that your company has compiled. We sort it into categories. And as we're doing this, we apply standardized language. Mm. In other words, consistent ways of referring to actions. Yeah, like the term sweep hole or pump. We could say either of those to mean exactly the same action. But we have chosen pump as a standard language. By doing so, we remove ambiguity. Yeah, and in acceptance polls, we provide hundreds of standard terms for describing actions and conditions. And through this sorting and standardizing process, we create something we call a digital library. That really is the crux of what we do. In fact, we often refer to the digital library as the nucleus of digitalized operations. We should point out that the digital library doesn't come empty. It's populated with standard industry equipment and we help import your information. Yeah, and then it becomes a living thing. After the setup is done, you keep the library well-fed with new data connections and updated information. We mentioned equipment. What other information is there? The library contains all sorts of interconnected information. Yes, it has equipment and tools, and this includes standard industry options, as well as service company equipment. But it also has different levels of activities performed on the rig, well data, including section and formation characteristics, checks and risks, lessons learned, best practices, job roles and responsibilities. Clearly, there is lots more to the digital library than you typically find in a database. Much more. It incorporates descriptive text information that is typically communicated in a Word file or on paper. You know, it might be a best case scenario lessons learned folder. A digital library captures that information and connects it logically. Equipment is tagged with activities, formation with risks, uh, checks are tagged to a specific rig, and so on, so on. Mm. You end up with a huge number of possible connections and combinations, in other words. That's true. And this is the beauty of the system. For example, the industry offers something like 200 report codes to describe activities. The digital library can come up with thousand more possibilities but it also guides you through a series of logical options. Nobody wants to feel constrained to a limited number of choices, but they also don't want to be overwhelmed with choices. Our digital library pulls logical connections into place in, in the context of the operation. So your instructions make sense. And that is the purpose of the digital library, to ease the generation of operational procedures. That's the point, yes. Digitalize operational procedures and the point of these procedures is to allow people at various levels of experience to execute an operation flawlessly. Let's talk about how you get from, from the library to the procedures. With all of these logical connections in place, 
you build your operational procedures block by block. As you choose a piece of equipment, you pull in a certain amount of procedure that is already connected to that item. You put together the building blocks. So the procedure you get represents lots of embedded information and connections. Mm. If you're creating procedures, you choose your objective. Like, I'm going to drill a well with this section in this rig using this particular equipment. Right away, the system filters out everything unrelated to drilling, and your choices are filtered down at every decision point along the way. You follow the logic that is built in. But you're still using discretions to make decisions. Doesn't that open up for possibility of errors in judgment? You are still required to make a lot of decisions. But you don't have to go searching for information. It removes most of the clerical mechanical work and gives your time to focus on important knowledge-based input. And then the system is making the connection and guiding the decisions you make. Hmm. That's correct. In a way, each piece of information in the library is a self-contained package. It knows itself and automatically connects with related pieces and creates a chain of logical options. It's like Amazon, right? When you put something in the shopping cart, all of a sudden there's a pop-up that says, you also need this or other shoppers bought that. Yeah, I like the comparison. The equipment or item carries its own set of parameters, recommendations, options, and even relevant free text information such as lessons. Nice. It's a lot more reliable than trying to remember everything. Absolutely. I find that checks are a really good example of this point. You know, often today, you're relying on the person writing the procedure to remember what checks should be done. And with a system like ours, you will get a full list of checks, and they're always updated, not just a checklist copied from before. Right, where nobody can remember anything, why some of the checks were in there. Yeah, but they do them anyway, or worse, they ignore them. Now, with the digital library, you may look at your operational procedures, and you can see why I'm seeing this particular risk or check. And you could be confident that there is a logical connection in the system. As a result, you're well prepared, way more efficient, and everybody is safer. You know, I could really need a system like that when I'm leaving the house. It's so easy to forget things. <laughs> well, that's a good analogy. You know, say your activity is going for a walk, and your choice for what to wear would depend on the weather. Is it cold? Is it raining? Snowing? You know, so you started with a world of possible options for a walk. Sandals, rain boots, shorts, sunglasses, umbrella. But as you answer a few basic questions about the conditions of your activity, your internal digital library narrows down your operating procedures to the most appropriate actions. You should put on your snow boots, parka, wool hat and gloves. In other words, you're not overwhelmed by random options that aren't relevant. Correct. Of course, the user has to know what they're talking about. I mentioned standard terminology earlier, such as pump, but what if the procedure said to perform a pressure test? That's just not specific enough. The system will know when it is necessary to delve into layers of information. For instance, for the pressure test, are you pressure testing a liner, pressure testing a well after cementing, uh, pressure testing production packer, and so on, so on. For each of these choices, there are several sub-activities that follow but they are determined by parameters like the specific equipment that you're using. Hmm. There's so many interdependencies. Choose one item and it affects every other parameter. There are layers of information and the library uses an embedded chain of logic. It's not linear. It is c- compiling a multidimensional picture of the operation using a constellation of connections. I can give you another analogy. It also involves snow. Yeah, you're a keen skier, right? And winter is coming. Go for it. 
Yeah, so let's say my objective is to go skiing. Well, the procedure is going to have a few questions for me. What type of skis do I have? In other words, what is the equipment or tool that I'm going to use in my well? So, for example, is it cross-country skis? Well, what brand? What are they made of? What is my ski level? The other question would be, what terrain will you be on? And, you know, to bring the similarity, that's my wellbore information information. So, if I'm going on a high alpine mountain, or is it an easy slope, forest trail? And then, what are the weather conditions? You could think of it as, what is my downhole conditions? Yeah, so maybe it is heavy snow, sleet, clear, cold, or mild. So the system will know, okay, based on the provided information, you most likely go in skiing. And then you will have a number of checks to perform. Prepare the skis, make sure your helmet is on. And then there will be best practice. In this type of terrain, don't go off course, follow the marked routes. And it will also tell me that I have a risk. You might run into a tree into this in this terrain and weather conditions and it will provide relevant lessons learned elizabeth went skiing in the same weather conditions and broke her leg don't do that hmm. all right serfima what if you said you have cross-country skis and you plan to go downhill in the highest alps during the avalon season in massive snowstorms no problem i can have all of these options available for me to choose to the system is not going to stop me or block me entirely from making these choices but it will present appropriate risks, checks, and lessons learned. I hope the system would warn you not to go skiing on that skiing trip. It definitely would provide warnings, and it would probably tell me about that serious lessons learned by John when he tried doing the same thing. Yeah, we do miss him terribly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the factor here is the experience level of the person who is generating the digital procedure. That's one of the advantages of the system. An inexperienced user can work with big building blocks let's say, like the Duplo blocks that the, the, the young children use, and they will get an excellent result. A real experienced user may get into more detailed choices. They'll use fine legger building pieces in all of the colors with all the special add-ons and moving parts. And the beauty of it is, you're well covered either way. There are also templates, right? An inexperienced person may need some help. A template would really do that. That's right. The template pulls together equipment, activities, risks, checks, it's a package. In fact, experienced users might start with a template as well. They just get to their destination more quickly. Hmm. As a result, we're leveling the playing field. Everybody will do a better job, a better quality job. Let's talk about some other benefits. Yeah, well, ease and speed come to my mind. The digitalite process removes the time it takes to format and type procedures. Believe me, there are quite a few drilling engineers spending their time on that as well. Or engineers are trying to remember and find relevant case examples. Now all the connections are already here. Super, that frees up a lot of time. Time that could be better spent verifying information and making good quality decisions. That time can be spent assessing the information and figuring out how to achieve better quality. If you see something that in the procedure that doesn't make sense, you can change and add a connection without having to rewrite the procedures. In our last episode, we discussed transparency. A digitalized environment is transparent. Everyone uses the system has access to the same information about the project. Transparency is key. Everyone has an ability to contribute and see updates, in this case to operational procedures, and this builds pride, accountability and trust. And immediacy. 
The typical process today is to, you know, to report on the project after a fight in a debriefing meeting. The digital procedure is a living, continuously improving thing. Every job is a little different and you can add changes as you go. So everyone is aware and a little wiser. Everybody sees the same operational procedure. They do, but they can also view that from different angles. Actually, that's another really good important benefit we should mention. A procedure needs to support a number of people's roles, responsibilities, and requirements. They need to enable a situational awareness in different parts of the operation. We make our solution, Exibenos Pulse, available in different formats with different capabilities for different users. Yeah, you can see the procedures on a tablet, a PC, a large screen in an operating support center. Then uh, you get into the requirements of people working at various stages of the operations. Users who perform planning functions want to see certain things. A completion engineer focuses on the string, a drilling engineer on drilling parameters, the drilling manager on the timed apps view, and everybody wants to see what's happening now and what's ha coming next. And then you get to the operations, the people executing the work instructions on the rig. They require a clear view where only important information is visible, where they can make changes or activate a contingency plan in real time where the next steps are easy to navigate and the communication with the operations center experts is only one click away. Meanwhile, a senior manager wants an overview of the project KPIs and status and risks. With all of this information available, troubleshooting is easier and faster. And the different viewpoints allow you to incorporate more domain expertise. You have more diverse individuals contributing to the quality control. Yes, these different opinions are easily expressed and captured as comments and insights, allowing the team to communicate and interact all the way through the procedure's lifecycle, from draft to plan, to approved to active and as run. But an operator often has particular ways of doing things. How do we make these corporate standards and how do we manage them in such a flexible environment? That's a good point. They often have particular ways of doing things and we work with that. Sometimes you want to insist on standards that you always maintain. Maybe it's your environmental standards or safety policies. It's important that every person you hire knows and uses the standards and procedures that reflect on your reputation and form your competitive edge. The transparency of the digital procedure gets this information across to everyone. So the procedure becomes a communication tool in the team. Can it also be a communication link to the rig or drilling control system? Uh, yes, and that's it is another major benefit. They are a bridge to the machines. Remember, they're not written for humans to read or for machines to read. Who are they intended for then? Both. They are machine readable and automation is our final price. Unfortunately, rig technology is not there yet. However, automatic validation and tracking of procedural activities can be done already now by connecting this machine readable procedure to the real-time sensor data. A significant step to understand the gap between planning and execution, it is here now, and we will discuss this further in the next episode of Life Pulse. It's an exciting journey we're on, Serafima. It certainly is. In this episode, we've been talking about digitalized operational procedures in the planning stage. In our upcoming episode, we will get into how we use these procedures during operations. Then we'll be taking a closer look at the topic Serafima just introduced, machine readability and the human-machine interface. Thank you once again, Serafima, for a really insightful discussion today. My pleasure. 
So watch for the next episode of Life Posts on the Acceptance website or on your YouTube channel or on Spotify. Be sure to use the link on the Acceptance website or YouTube to send us questions and comments. Thank you for joining us today and goodbye.